Section three of Stories of the First American Animals. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by K. Hand. Stories of the First American Animals by George Langford. Jock the Jungle Jinx, Part One. To begin with, Jock was not a squirrel although at a distance he did resemble one somewhat because of his long bushy tail he lived in the jungle a damp gloomy place where the sunlight never came it was his home and he knew no other to him it meant the world and there could be nothing else beyond jock was small but his brain was large in proportion to his body a very important matter if you but stop and think a moment this may have been because he was a mammal a warm-blooded creature with no taint of fish or reptile about him brains and mammals were both scarce for these were the days of slimy crawling things the age of dinosaurs jock's most intimate friends were mammals like himself his neighbors were the burrowers and pouched animals it was whispered that they had a bit of the reptile about them although to look at them nobody would imagine such a thing they lived in burrows and under rotten logs while the mammals spent most of their time in the trees now it is a bad thing forever to hide in dark and damp places bad for the health and morals and a serious handicap to anyone wishing to get ahead in the world jock seemed to be the liveliest and cheeriest youngster in the jungle and yet in spite of appearances he was not really happy and contented tree climbing gave him a view of the sun he gloried in its light and warmth and yet it was not a part of the jungle but a thing outside this set him to thinking he became restless and longed for something besides the gloom of the forest which had always been his home this feeling was shared more or less by his intimates but the burrowers and pouched animals frowned upon progressive notions old grump their leader saw that jock was growing fast the time had come when the small mammal must be told why things were so and should remain so Old Grump had always taken a serious and gloomy view of life. Never had he looked upon the sun. He would have feared his own shadow could he have but seen it. It was past midday, and Jock had just descended to the ground from the top of a tree after a period of sun-gazing. The leader of the pouched animals sat at the foot of it, awaiting him. "'Where have you been?' Old Grump demanded. Jock's eyes sparkled. "'As high as I could climb,' he said." I was looking through the leaves at the warm shining ball and wishing that I could get closer to it. Old Grump shook his head very solemnly. It is as I feared, he muttered in tones of strong disapproval. Our world is growing too small for you, and you wish to go out into the larger one. You must give up such notions. No good will come of them. Then there is a larger world somewhere, observed our hero. I suspected as much. I am so tired of this gloomy place. Why do we remain here? The leader of the pouched animals shuddered. It is well I spoke, he said. You might have done something rash, in which case nothing could have saved you from death. Jock's eyes opened wide in surprise. Death? Why? he inquired. Because of the dinosaurs. They own the whole outside world. If you venture forth, they will destroy you. Dinosaurs? What are they? Old Grump shivered and looked nervously about him. His voice sank almost to a whisper. Shh! Not so loud, he said. 
they are savage monsters taller than the tallest trees they infest every corner of the land the waters and even the sky above the largest and fiercest of them rules all other living things with tooth and claw he is a terrible creature this dinosaur king and ruler of the world the old pouched leader became almost dumb with fright as he told this but jock felt not at all afraid what he heard merely sharpened his wits and aroused within him a consuming curiosity to learn more wonderful he exclaimed but it seems to me that if these dinosaurs are so very very big we little animals might hide in their country as well as here there must be holes and old grump almost collapsed never had he listened to such radical views mingled feelings of rage and terror almost overwhelmed him jock watched him with a half curious half amused expression as he fumed and sputtered and finally found the use of his tongue um, ah bold wicked words said he in a choking voice who are you to question the opinions of your elders if the dinosaur king knew where we were hidden he would hunt out and destroy us not one of us could escape him with this parting warning old grump took himself off glancing fearfully about him all the while and shaking his head finally he disappeared in a burrow there to rest and calm his nerves jock was left alone trembling not with fear but with excitement because of the glorious news he had just heard there was a big world outside and other animals dwelt in it they might be terrible and all that but they could not be much worse to live with than deadly stupid old fossils like the pouched animals who found no joy in life and never dared look for it jock went to bed supperless that night for he was too excited to eat he curled up and shut his eyes and tried to sleep the dinosaur king ruler of the world kept running through his brain whenever he did doze off a few moments he dreamed of snapping and screeching monsters and then woke up again no use spending the night this way he thought with that he sought the tallest tree he could find and climbed to the topmost branch the moon's rays shone faintly through the dense foliage above his head never had the jungle seemed such a dungeon as it did then jock gazed at the moon through the leaves as a prisoner does through iron bars hark what was that the small mammal pricked up his ears and listened again for that strange distant cry in a moment it was repeated very faintly a voice too far away to be distinctly heard he held his breath crouching motionless and again sounded the mysterious voice an unearthly screech such as had never before fallen upon his ears it may be the dinosaur king he thought i wish i could meet him and learn why he rules the world leaving so little for the rest of us jock climbed higher never had he ventured so far aloft the slender branches drooped beneath his weight the moon shone brighter the fresh air filled his lungs never had he so enjoyed himself and it grew better the higher he climbed at last he reached the end the very top of the jungle roof the dazzling moonlight made him blink the air was delicious and then there were those distant cries he gazed eagerly over the vast billowy expanse of green foliage the light the sweet forest fragrance intoxicated him ah if he only dared now or never something within him whispered old grump and the rest of those jungle dwellers will soon learn what you are doing and you may never get another chance like this that settled it jock took a deep breath and began crawling over the interlocking twigs and leaves 
it was difficult getting started but once having made up his mind he found it easier and kept going away he went over the jungle roof stopping now and then to look and listen and make certain that he was going in the direction of the distant cries he had to be careful too just where he stepped for a slip would have meant a bad tumble to somewhere far beneath it was also intensely interesting and exciting and he did not feel a bit frightened toward morning the trees began to thin out leaving large gaps in the jungle roof several times jock was obliged to seek the ground cross the open spaces and climb up again this cost him considerable delay also it made him tired the ground beneath was now fairly clear of underbrush and other obstructions jock finally descended to earth and stayed there a new and wonderful country opened before him a delightful country and worth ten times the trouble he had taken to reach it there was none of the gloom and mustiness that prevailed in the depths of the jungle the air was charged with the same freshness he had first experienced among the topmost tree leaves also with another new and most inviting aroma which reminded him that he was hungry he gazed about him to learn what caused that enticing smell it was then he saw something new of course everything was new and wonderful in the distance through the trees he made out a vast blue expanse a sky upside down he could faintly distinguish a thin hazy line where the upper and lower skies met each other earth and trees ended in the near distance it would seem that he had about reached the edge of the world without meeting a single dinosaur and then just when he had about made up his mind to go on and at least have a look over the edge of the world swish flop something made a great commotion above his head he looked up quickly and then ducked as a dark cloud descended upon him head over heels he rolled and tumbled into a burrow which chanced to yawn in his path it all happened so suddenly that he had no time to think of anything except that a hole was a good place to be in while trouble was going on in a moment he had righted himself and was peering out of his refuge an odd-looking creature was running about through the grass it had two legs only also two feathered wings suddenly it caught sight of jock's head and made a rush in that direction back popped the head into the hole come out of there little rascal screeched a voice jock looked up and saw the unknown gazing down upon him its mouth or rather bill was wide open showing four rows of sharp teeth it would have done better to have kept its mouth shut jock saw those teeth and decided to stay where he was a thought struck him are you the ruler of the world he asked eagerly the witch ruler of the world king of the dinosaurs or whatever else you call yourself grok i am the reptile bird if that is what you mean the other replied as for you come out of that hole at once i have had nothing to eat since this morning and am nearly starved since this morning jock glanced at the sky the day had scarcely begun you won't eat me he chuckled i refuse to move unless you are the dinosaur king i came here to see him and you won't come out not unless you are the dinosaur king jock replied firmly the reptile bird was greatly displeased very well he said in a hurt voice i refuse to speak to you any more and with that he turned rudely away jock saw his long feathered tail disappear through the grass when it seemed safe to do so he crawled from his refuge and moved on again toward the edge of the world and that sky upside down the forest finally ended the ground sloped gradually downward and disappeared not in space but in plain ordinary water jock learned this when he ran down to the earth's jumping-off place to look over the edge his feet splashed into a cool liquid 
He put his mouth to it and made a wry face. The liquid tasted bitter. That sky upside down was salt water, a lagoon or inland sea. Its vastness staggered him. The world seemed to be made of water as well as land. A ball of light shone in his face. It was brilliant and warm and rising from the lagoon. Another one hung in the sky directly over it. There were two great shining balls in the country of the dinosaurs. Jock sat down upon the beach to look and listen and smell all the new and interesting things. And so this is the dinosaur country. I wish my people could see it, he thought. When they do, goodbye to the jungle forever. He sat there for some time, dazed, enraptured, overwhelmed by the new world's attractions. His eyes vied with his nose, telling him of the wonders about him. The beach extended in a huge semicircle on both sides of where he sat. It was a broad ribbon of nice, clean sand. Clumps of rushes and plants grew from the water's edge. On the land side were many trees. Something resembling a large green stone lay upon the beach on his right. To the left of it was a log with a long, dark object on top of it. His eyes were busy telling him these things when all at once his nose broke in with news of the delightfully fragrant smell that had before made him feel so hungry. It also told him of something else not so pleasant. The dinosaurs might be hiding somewhere near, for the air smelled strongly of animals. Jock gazed cautiously about him. That green stone had a suspicious odor. He crept toward it and was about to take a sniff when something shot out from beneath the stone. A pair of horny jaws clicked together within an inch of his nose. Jock jumped back and sat down upon the sand at a safe distance. The creature seemed to have no feet, although it was plain to be seen that it possessed a head and tail. "'Are you the dinosaur king?' the little mammal made bold to inquire. No answer. The soft-shelled turtle, for it was he, kept perfectly still and watched Jock out of his cold, wicked eyes. He was waiting for another chance, but our hero suspected as much and did not give it to him. "'I don't believe he hears me,' thought Jock. "'Probably because he has no ears.' He repeated this question, but received no reply, and meanwhile the soft-shelled turtle never moved. "'Probably he grows out of the ground,' the little mammal finally determined. "'No animal could walk with such a big stone on his back. "'At any rate, he cannot be the dinosaur king.' He was walking away from the soft-shelled turtle, when his nose caught another animal odor. It came from the log, lying half on the beach, half on the water. The dark object stretched full length upon it was another creature, a lizard with a long, thin snout and a long, thick tail, something like a small crocodile, although with fish-like gills and nostrils at the very tip of his nose. It was the crocodile lizard. The reptile was asleep, basking comfortably in the warm rays of the morning sun. Jock coughed noisily to make his presence known, whereupon the crocodile lizard slowly opened its eyes and gazed solemnly at the small intruder. "'Are you the ruler of the world?' Jock inquired very politely. This must have seemed an odd question to the crocodile lizard. He never answered a word. Deaf, I suppose, thought the little mammal. He too has no ears. And with that he hopped closer. As he did so, the unknown's long jaws opened very slowly and almost imperceptibly, but Jock got a glimpse of the sharp teeth in them and was on his guard. However, he forgot to watch the reptile's tail. This had gradually curled itself into a bow. Swish! It let loose like a catapult, but Jock was just a bit too quick for it. Up he sprang in mid-air, and the blow cleaved the air beneath him. 
once beyond striking range jock walked leisurely away for he could see that the crocodile lizard like the soft-shelled turtle was too slow and clumsy to catch him neither of them could be the ruler of the world a real king would be up and about instead of lying around and doing nothing jock resumed his way keeping back among the trees for there was no telling what more creatures might be lying upon the beach suddenly he stopped his nose brought more news not an animal odor but the original sweet smell something of unusual fragrance suggesting food sniff sniff his nostrils swelled and wiggled until finally they located the origin of that enticing smell it was a huge cluster of yellow fruit hanging high above his head jock had never met a banana but his trusty nose told him to climb that tree and get acquainted this he did in quick time a moment later he was perched upon the banana cluster tearing one loose and eating it skin and all um yum it was certainly delicious and so much of it jock could hardly hold it up in his two hands between bites he looked about him and noticed that other trees also bore fruit bananas figs nuts and more bananas and more nuts and well jock's mouth watered at the sight and smell but his stomach was now strained to the bursting point one banana had stuffed him full he descended to the ground and continued along the edge of the beach he moved slowly now for every step gave him discomfort this was because of the banana that filled his paunch oh what a pain he groaned it was so good but i ate too much there was nothing left to do but find a bed somewhere and rest until his food had time to digest seeing a hollow stump nearby he crept into that and curled himself into a ball he had scarcely closed his eyes when he heard a noise outside a cry coming from far out in the lagoon so he crawled from his refuge in all haste for it might be that the noise was made by one of the terrible dinosaurs possibly the ruler of the world himself end of section three